Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey everybody, welcome to the Etcetera Podcast. Um, big show tonight, uh, along with Joe and Paul. We are excited to have Andrew Wilbar. Uh, he's a friend of ours, I, I guess a co-worker, maybe we can call it. Uh, we all uh, do stuff with Behind the Steel Curtain, uh, dot com. Uh, we podcast, and Andrew is the new fantasy football writer. Andrew, welcome aboard. What's What's going on tonight? Hi, guys. I'm excited to be here to talk some fantasy football. Always a great time of year. Got college football starting this week. Got the NFL starting the following week. Fantasy football is in full swing. Just a great time of year. Andrew, you're a college guy. When did you start playing fantasy football? I started playing when I was 12 years old. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, so actually my Sunday school teacher was the one who had actually started a league with just some of us guys in our Sunday school class, and we, had, uh, we kind of caught on to the idea. We enjoyed it. Um, did some minor tweaks in the league in terms of scoring a little bit as the years went on. Um, and now I help run that league. We have different people in it now, uh, but we still enjoy doing it every year. Still have a draft. We always used to try to meet. Now we're all scared across the country, so we can't right. do that anymore. Right. Uh, but we still always, it's always a highlight of our summer to uh, get back and do that same fancy draft. Right. So I got a question for you, Andrew. So you were that young when you started. Were you a big football fan going into uh, getting drawn into this fantasy league or was it really part of a bonding thing just for that group of people? I was into football, but not maybe to the level. I wasn't following the statistics of certain players. Right. I mean, I've always been big into the NFL draft and stuff. And a lot of what I do behind the steel curtain is evaluating draft players, draft prospects. Uh, but it did make games more interesting overall, you know, whether no matter what the score was, uh, just to always be following my guy, trying to, you know, act like you are the GM and you can be the expert and stuff. So, <laughs> right. yeah, kind of enhance the enjoyment of a football game. Yeah, I was just telling the the, the guys here uh, before we went on that the first fantasy league I ever got into got into because there were a couple of people uh, who weren't big football fans but wanted to learn. <laughs> they didn't they weren't didn't know how to pay attention to the game very well so we all started a fantasy football league and they used it as an opportunity to learn the game because they had to pay attention to the numbers and pay attention week to week what was going on in all the different games so it was their way in to actually learn more about the sport so it sort of works both ways i mean it's for people who are big fans and sometimes it's for people who want to learn to be better fans yeah, absolutely. I, I really, I, you know, I'm in, I'm usually in six or seven leagues uh, wow. each year. Wow. This year I'm only in three because obviously college life got to, you know, yeah, put my priorities right. in order. Uh, but uh, I, I still enjoy it and stuff. I'm still old school non-PPR. I prefer, I've been in PPR okay. leagues, but I enjoy non-PPR. Uh, but really any league, I just, I love it. Wow. So you're cool strong on like going to class and doing homework and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, while I'm in the class, I'm actually setting my lineup for the week. Is that is that a bad thing? Is that bad? <laughs> yeah, I've got to kind of squeeze in during the five minute breaks in between class periods. You know, oh, uh, this guy just dropped Mac Jones in my dynasty league. I better pick him up real quick. You know? Oh yeah. I, oh, things no. Like that, so. oh no. <laughs> How do you handle it? Because I've got one main league I'm in. I got roped in doing a second this year. You, even with your three leagues you're in this year, do you draft the same guys in the teams? Because how, how do you manage it if you've got different quarterbacks? And uh, Is there one league you care about more? How do you kind of manage all this stuff? 
Well, I do have my leagues that I care about more. I always try to give at least some attention to each of them, make sure I don't have bye weeks in my lineup or anything like yeah. that. You know, right. I'll try to make a few trades um, if possible. But I usually have a set of guys that I prefer. Okay. Uh, in they're not necessarily my go-to guys. This year, I have more than usual, so my players are a little bit more diversified among the leagues. Uh, but like for instance, this year, like one of my favorite sleepers, especially in deeper leagues, was Sam Darnold at the quarterback position. So he's my mm-hmm. target in every league that I'm in, you know, or any mock draft I'm in. That's 14 team, 16 team. I'll get that guy as my backup all day, and I think I could potentially end up with a top 10 to 12 fantasy quarterback at the end of the year. So I have my guys every year that I try to get in every league. And then there's always a couple rounds, you know, the guys I want don't fall and I just kind of have to take it best player available. How do you operate? Like, um, are you starting guys against the Steelers? I mean, you're a fantasy football guy, so you got to choose whoever's the best, but do you play guys against the Steelers? I mean, would that affect your enjoyment of the Steelers game? What, what's your strategy there? Well, back when the Steelers starting cornerbacks were Ross Cockrell and uh, Antoine Blake, I was starting the wide receivers for the opposing teams pretty much no matter who they were. Uh, On this current defense, defense, um, I'm a little bit more hesitant to start players, but I'm not afraid to draft opposing running backs. I really won Nick Chubb in the first round of my draft this year. I ended up picking at the end of the round, couldn't get him. I ended up in the third round drafting J.K. Dobbins, who's now on injured reserve. Um, and it seems like every year I always have my run backs. I've tried with Joe Mixon for like three years in a row now, and it's never worked out for me. But I'm not afraid to draft guys that are inside the division. I'm obviously okay. still rooting for the Steelers to win, but I feel like, you know, okay, my team, if I'm, you know, I don't want to be too much of a homer, but, you know, my team should be good enough to be able to beat this team and the opponent's player that's still on my fantasy team still be able to produce, right? So, you know, you know, I, I – I don't generally – the past couple of years I haven't started as many players against the Steelers because the Steelers have been one of the best defenses in the NFL. But if right. the matchup presents itself, absolutely, you know, I'll, I'll be willing to do it. Obviously, if they don't do me well and the Steelers win, Steelers win is more important to me than a fantasy. <laughs> but still, you know, I'm not going to be afraid to start them just because of playing the Steelers. That's so, actually what started getting me after a while was was how often I would have to make a decision about how I wanted a game to go because for my fantasy league I needed the Steelers to do badly and it's like well I don't I don't like this <laughs> this is hurting my heart too much <laughs> and see these are struggles I'm going into with the league I'm in there's a a church I used to go to that I've been in the league for like I don't know it's been probably six seven eight years. I like it. No, I like fantasy football, but I want to see guys I haven't seen for a year. So it's a nice time to all get together. I got to tell you, and guys, if you're watching or listening into this podcast, uh, you know, this is how I feel about the league I'm in. Um, You know, with COVID, we didn't meet in person, which is fine. We got to be safe. Let's not meet in person. But you miss that ability to see these guys. And as much as I like fantasy football, I want that one day a year that I can hang off guys I don't normally see. How would you handle that? Because I, I still like the fantasy football, but I'm using that as an excuse, excuse to see people I don't normally see. So what do you do with that this year when we're all drafting online and half time we don't get to see anybody? We just talk via chat. Yeah, I always enjoyed it in my league when we used to be able to all get together and do uh, our fantasy draft that way. Like I said, we are all scared around the country now. So we can't um, meet every year like we used to, but in terms of, you know, we're not going to get into all, you know, everything COVID and stuff. But I think the one thing that we all look at football is more of an escape from the things that are going on in the world and just everything like that and stuff. And it is special when you can actually get with your friends and be able to do that. Cause that's really what fantasy football is and stuff. You know, I have leagues that I join with random people. I don't even know and stuff and all. I'll pay attention to it. But, the, you know, when I'm down by 10 points on Monday night, the only league I care about is the league with that I have my friends in and stuff, you know, for bra- whether it's for bragging rights, just because the people yeah. you know, it makes it more important to you personally. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I love being able to get together and do offline drafts um, and things like that. Uh, obviously, this past year it was a little bit more difficult to do, uh, but it's definitely special, and that's really one of the good parts of fantasy football. Yahoo had a really great feature. Andrew, I think nobody wants to talk to me. Maybe that's my problem. But Yahoo's got this feature where you could turn your camera on 
and turn your your um you know audio on so literally in yahoo you could talk to each other on the draft and i got all excited i turned my video on turned my audio on i was making some kind of random jokes about i, I got the first pick in the draft who am i picking everything dead silence radio silence no one's paying attention <laughs> no one's following me so i mean i'm with you i won't make any political comments about covid I mean, do what you want to do with that it's fine but i'm just saying Let's get together in some way, even if it's not in person. Let's use video or something so we can talk. I don't like this chat thing on fantasy football where you're like, oh, good pick or bad pick. I, <laughs> I, I miss the community part of it. You can't be in person, do it in video. Right. You know, I, I I was totally unaware of that feature and stuff. I don't usually do my leagues on AIQ, but I have done some mock drafts on there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I had never even thought about that. That's definitely a good idea. It's definitely not the same, just like we had realized with COVID, you know, when we were, you know, doing video chats with people, you know, it's nice. It's better than, you know, a phone call or just, you know, a text. Um, it's still not the same as being in person, you know, being able to talk to the person. Um, but still, it, it is better than nothing. And that's actually a really interesting idea, something that I may even consider for my future leagues, yeah. you know, since we can't get together anymore. You know, that's actually a really good idea to set, you know the clock per pick, you know, set the time a little bit longer, you know, just be able to chat about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, well Chris know, will be on there waiting for someone to talk to him. So yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> invite me to the league so we can talk to your job. Come on. Hey, Andrew, I, I have an important question. You have a lot of leagues means you got a lot of teams. What are your team names? Oh yeah. What's yeah. the best, what's the best team name that you've got? This year I'm going, I mean, I, tried to do some, I mean, I'm the guy that will look on the internet and see who other, what other team names are. Oh yeah. Um, I, this year for one of them, I've got Watts in your wallet. Um, for nice. TJ Watt, um, especially also with the contract issues and stuff that they're having, <laughs> uh, but they're going to be opening the wallet for him for sure. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> hope so. He's one of those guys you got to pay. Um, yeah. but I've had one, I'm one year when I had Kenny Gallaudet, I used the Gallaudet and express one. Um, I'm also a big, unlike most Steelers fans, I do like Mel Kuyper, believe it or not. Uh, so <laughs> I think I had one. I made him as my little uh, avatar, little picture. Uh, I had a picture of Mel Kuyper, and my team name was just, you know, Mel Kuyper's best friend. And I ended up drafting, like, more rookies than anybody <laughs> in the entire league, all from the previous draft class. Um, you know, I'm not super big into team names, uh, but I – I enjoy it when someone else can think of it and then I can steal it and use it in another league that they're yeah, not in. There the you go. But, yeah. <laughs> Just hang on to that one. It'll come up later. Andrew, I got, I got two for you. I, I get boring. I don't like coming up with weird team names. So my name's Chris Pugh. The Chris Pews. Why not? Andrew, nice. you can call yourself the Andrew Wilbars. How about that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean the first year when I, uh, the person that started my first fantasy football league, he had pretty much set the entire league up for us. Our team names, everything. It was just our names. I mean, at that point, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't even care. I mean, that's not the point. You know, fantasy <laughs> football is not going to determine whether I win or lose. It's going to determine right. on the players I draft. But you know, I mean, team names are fun. But you know, what really matters is the players that you draft. But I, I think once I start calling myself the Chris Pews, the conversation to me began to stop. You know, so, like, I'm 46, <laughs> guys in my league are the same age. But, Andrew, I think the problem is that there's a lot of dad jokes going on that, you know, people laugh lightly. And, Andrew, I, I think people just don't want to talk to me in this league. I think that's my problem, man. I would just say, I mean, just shut up until we get to the championship game. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're team game, but I've got the most exciting team on paper. I mean, what else can be said? Well, Andrew, I'm not sure how, how well, closely you've been following the news, but I gotta ask you, uh, what about using the name Bishop Sycamore? Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, know if that's I, the best representation of the team that you want to put out there. What was it, right. 50, 58 to nothing, or fifty three to nothing, something like that? Hey, it's it's all a lot of bad movie puns about the longest yard and all the other stuff. Why not? And Bishop Sycamore would be a great fantasy team name. And and it thumbs up or down with Bishop Sycamore. You know, I you know I've that's the first I've heard of it, so I can't give an initial comment on it. But sometimes <laughs> what I will say, I have noticed since you guys are the Ohioans, I am a diehard Michigan fan. Oh, um, so I'm so sorry. I, a lot of times, we'll, we'll I'll pray for you. 
I'll put in my Michigan pride in my team name and put, you know, hashtag fire Jim Harbaugh or something like that oh, sure. um, into it. But, you know. That's when you're a true fan when you want the the the, uh, the head coach fired. That's oh, yeah. When you, that's so when you know I, I, get, I get a lot of heat on this show because I point out the obvious, and that is no Ohio, no Ohio State quarterback becomes a good NFL quarterback. I get the heat, but I think as a Michigan fan, you might uh, – you might support that statement. I wouldn't necessarily avoid drafting Ohio State quarterback. Like this past <laughs> year, um, this past Wayne year, I had Justin Fields is is pretty much a two A and two B with Zach Wilson. Um, the big thing I had said during the pre draft process, he needs to sit for a year. I mean, he could have done well if he would have come back to Ohio State. I mean, you have Chris Olave there. You have Garrett Wilson there. You have a lot of the weapons that are still there. Offensive line still decent there. Munford's returning. But I think I'm, – I'm just worried that the Bears are going to mess it up. Oh, yeah. Nagy being on the hot seat. They're and then totally going to mess it up. Into the lineup before he's ready. That's the Bears. only thing That's I what would, they do. That's the <laughs> only thing I would worry about with him. The guy has a huge arm. He has the – athleticism, which really is what you need in today's modern NFL. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't not draft an Ohio State quarterback. I mean, like a lot of people, a lot of Michigan fans would give me flack because, you know, I had Chase Young first on my board. I had Nick Bosa first on my board. I mean, I had gone like three or four years in a row with Ohio State players, the number one player on my draft board. Um, and I and I was making a case for Justin Fields to be rated higher than Zach Wilson this year, you know. so uh, And I see why you had to leave the state to go to college. <laughs> that makes sense uh, that you you they they wouldn't let you back in you're out of the mitten get out of here oh trust me i, I was loyal michigan fan as you as you'll find i mean right now 95 percent of the fan base is for jim harbaugh getting fired at this point oh yeah anyone who agrees whether they're just go State ahead fans and, or not i mean just go ahead and we'll do agree. it at this point it, it's inevitable you might as well just go ahead and do it yeah we've well, given the guy six years this is his team it's yeah it's gotten ridiculous we're getting nowhere yeah, well, well, you you write some college football stuff too. Uh, what about Quinn Ewers, the the next great quarterback hope for Ohio State? Uh, he'll play for Ohio State for a year or two. Then he'll come to the Steelers. Um, uh, you know, he's got the worst haircut in the history of the world. And I don't know if you heard Andrew <laughs> with name, image, likeness in college football. He literally, I'm not kidding. He signed a 1.4 million dollar contract for an autograph deal for local place. He's making more money than Josh Dobbs. I mean, this could be the next franchise quarterback. He's going to be playing more football than Josh Dobbs, too. <laughs> like that yeah. like that one Ohio State guy who's a franchise quarterback. Um, who's who is yeah, that keep guy? Working on it. Um, keep working on it. You'll find it. <laughs> Troy Smith, he was great in the first. So. All, right, all right, Andrew, <laughs> we don't want to keep you too much longer, but we're talking about the goofy stuff of the fantasy football. we got to talk players. So, Obviously, you know, we want to draft Pat Mahomes early. Well, how early do you draft Pat Mahomes? Because usually you don't draft quarterbacks too early, but, you know, Mahomes is a, obviously a stupendous quarterback. Uh, how early are we drafting Pat Mahomes in our drafts? Or should we draft Pat Mahomes? Well, see, that's a tough one for me because I was a huge fan of Mahomes in the draft process. And usually when you follow the draft – you just kind of follow those guys and you're like, okay, these guys are just going to turn out to be studs. And, you know, like you got, you've always got to take those guys in fantasy football. Um, I was a huge fan of Mahomes. I, I thought Kansas City was a great spot for him and it turned out to be the perfect landing spot for him. I had taken him the year he broke out. I took him in the 14th round of every single fantasy league I was in and won just about every league I was in. Okay. Uh, but I, the quarterback position is just so deep. I mean, Sam Darnold is a guy I think could be a top 10 to 12 quarterback. Um, I mean, you're looking at Matthew Stafford, a guy who's incredibly underrated. Uh, the Lions just never really put a good supporting cast around him, whether it be maybe they got him the weapons but didn't give him the offensive line or they didn't have the defense. They could never put the full team together. You know, I think Stafford's a guy that could end up as a top seven quarterback at the end of the year. This guy's going to put up okay. community numbers, has a good offensive line. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, they're not elite, but they're good enough. Daryl Henderson, I think, is going to surprise, surprise some people. And now Tyler Higbee is going to be the full number one tight end with Gerald Everett out of the picture. So, you know, Matthew Stafford is a guy, if you can get 10th round or later, that's a huge bargain. Sam Darnold's another guy. And then if you want to take a chance on a rookie, Zach Wilson is probably the guy in the best situation for year one. 
uh, and you know, we'll see what happens with Denzel Mims, but he saw some other weapons. Elijah Moore's emerging, Corey Davis they have there. They have a lot of weapons to work with. My underrated guy that I picked in my church league was Matt Ryan. I mean, I know he's not where he used to be, but the Falcons have no defense. And, you know, I, I'm anticipating a lot of 50 to 49 games this year for the Falcons. Do you think Matt Ryan could do some numbers? I think he could. My worry is with Julio Jones going, like I'm not the biggest Julio fan in fantasy this year. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a big fan of him this year in fantasy. Uh, but that connection that he had with Matt Ryan was really something we haven't seen in the past decade outside of maybe Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, just okay. when they're on, you can't stop them. And I mean, Kelvin Ridley, he's a good, he's a solid receiver. He's going to get a lot of volume. And I mean, you have Kyle Pitts there now as well, who's going to kind of take the place of Julio Jones per se. Uh, but the offensive line, considering the amount of assets they've put into that offensive line, it hasn't turned out to be an elite unit overall. Their running game, like at the beginning, back in May, I was a huge fan of Mike Davis and fantasy. I'm like, you know, this guy's the guy I'm going to take just because he can get tremendous volume. Arthur Smith coming in from the Titans, they're going to, you know, push the, you know, running the ball. But for some reason, I'm not sure why. I've just kind of jumped off the Atlanta bandwagon. I think Matt Ryan's going to be a safe play. I think he could be a low-end QB1 in a, maybe a 12-team league or a high-end QB2. I think he's a very safe pick, a guy if you want to take a chance on maybe a Joe Burrow who's recovering from an injury, having some inconsistencies, but could become an elite quarterback this year. Matt Ryan's an ideal guy you would want behind him. Okay, and what Steeler should – I mean, obviously, you don't want to just pick guys from one team, even though we like the Steelers. But if you want to steal in your team, is it still Najee Harris that we're drafting before other guys on the Steelers? Yeah, definitely taking Najee Harris first. I do like the physicality that the Steelers' offensive line showed during the preseason. I was I was very upset when the Steelers took Najee Harris just because okay. I wanted them to trade up for Christian Dare. So I was a big believer in getting that left tackle spot fixed. I'm still concerned about it to an extent. Uh, but I do like that Kendrick Green has shown physicality. Uh, apparently, the Steelers are bringing back Rashad Coward, who showed physicality yeah. in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Turner is another guy, if he can stay healthy. You know, that they have some pieces where they can create holes in the running game. Adrian Clem's teaching those guys to be physical, which is a lot better than what Sean Serrett was doing last year. Um, you know, I like Najee Harris. I don't love him. I ended up taking him with the 10th pick in my one league uh, just because – Nick Chubb was my target. He was gone. I would take him over Austin Eckler and non-PPR. I would even consider him with Aaron Jones. I would probably give the slight edge to Aaron Jones and PPR. Uh, But really, either way, I don't think you can necessarily go wrong with Najee Harris. It's just a matter of how high is he going to ascend? What is his ceiling with the current offensive line situation? And, I mean, after him, the next guy that I would take would be Chase Claypool. Uh, because, mm. you know, last year, considering what he did with not having a normal offseason, having really no rookie minicamp or anything like that, it was super impressive. He kind of hit a wall in the second half. But the guy is super talented. He has a chance to become elite. I think he's ready to break out this year. We've seen what Juju Smith-Schuster is. I'm avoiding him in fantasy this year. Deontay Johnson, he's good in PPR, but, you know, he's never going to reach the ceiling until he can secure those hands. I feel like Claypool's going to be a red zone weapon. He, if the Steelers going to push it down the field, it's going to be to Claypool. I just feel like he's one of those guys, along with Michael Pittman and a couple others, that could be those second, third-year guys that could really ascend into what we consider the elite top 10 or so wide receivers in the game. Yeah, I mean, he's got to realize he can't get uh, points for getting the fights in practice. So no more, <laughs> no more fighting with Minka. And, um, it's the wrong yeah. guy to fight with anyway. And Joe's a, <laughs> Joe's a big fan of the TikTok, but we got to stop doing TikTok videos. We're not getting yes. pushed for that. Why did I get pushed into this? Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a TikTok guy. <laughs> no, no more milk crate challenges. I don't or have a TikTok. I just, I'm just fine with him doing whatever he wants. on the. If he wants to do that, that's great. doesn't bother me. You I mean, guys are going to shatter his ankles on milk crates? <laughs> yeah. I don't feel not... anybody shattering there, but he didn't shatter his ankles. He <laughs> yeah, has spotters. Yeah. It was fine. It got I'm, a lot not, of likes. I mean, I'm not a big social media guy and stuff. I'm not on yeah. a bunch of social media platforms or anything like that. I mean, I don't have a problem with Juju doing things on TikTok if it doesn't give other teams motivation. Like jumping on the logos, that made me frustrated and stuff, you know, because it, as stupid as it may sound, teams will use that as motivation. 
when, yeah. you know, that same old Browns comment and stuff in the locker room and stuff, yeah. it just shows immaturity. I don't know if Antonio Brown rubbed off on him during his time here or what, but, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's a good guy if you, if I knew him personally, but uh, you know, that just still a lack of immaturity really with, and even Chase Claypool to an extent. I mean, he had some TikTok things last year as well. It just, not that they necessarily mean it this way, but it conveys to the fans that you aren't all in a hundred percent, you know, you, okay. you and I mean, that's just my take. It's not necessarily the most popular take, but you know, you can do whatever you want on Monday through Friday, but just leave the team out of it, leave team comments out of it, leave jumping on teams, logos and dancing on other logos out of it, you know, and we're good. Yeah. I never even heard of the milk crate challenge. You're not doing the milk crate challenge at your college, are you, Andrew? No, I, okay. I, I'm not really fam- even familiar with it. I'm not sure I want to know after figure it out. After <laughs> I mean, all it's all fairly self-explanatory. Gotten. It's just a, 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 you know, a little pyramid of, of uh, upside down milk crates and you walk up them and then down them. But of course, where they're they all getting steady. Them all, that's the real question. I don't know where they're, <laughs> all these milk crates are coming from, but it's a fairly big stack. I mean, usually I think it goes up to like seven or eight yeah. is the top. So you've got to have them going all the way up and all the way down. I, where are all these milk crates coming from? That's the well, craziest part of it. Where do you get them? Man. Well, and if you want a good like advertisement, you know, have the banner of the grocery store on the side of the milk crates. Yeah, exactly. You can get a marketing deal that way. Yeah. It's all marketing. Oh well. Well, thankfully, in Shatter's leg or something, that would have been a horror, horrifying. Well, and that's what most of the videos are: is morons who go up the thing and then you know fall to their <laughs> death. And just it, it's oh, okay. it's hilarious to watch these people like just <laughs> sprawl all over it and impale themselves on stacks of uh, of uh, milk crates. Coming down is the hard part. Huh? Everybody gets right up to the top, and you get onto the one first time you go down. Usually, it. It's it spreads out. The whole thing splits, and somebody falls directly straight into it. That seems to be the deadly spot. But in you're in, all about uh, the blood in, and guts. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, there's no better television than the show Wipeout. Uh, between that and American Ninja Warrior, like I don't want to see anybody complete the thing. I want to see them fall. That's what's fun. Uh, but when Juju did it, he had spotters. They were right there. It was fine. He was never in any real danger. So it's fun. It's fine. Andrew, we should be glad that um, Joe's not the coach of the Steelers because I think he would encourage more TikTok videos. I He's would like, require it. That's what yeah, that's yes. what that's what uh, <laughs> the mini camp would be like back yeah. in April. Uh, right, that's guys, what you, you got to do. The, if you want to be on this team, you got to get up these milk crates. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it if you bring home a couple of Super Bowls, but I haven't yeah. exactly seen uh, any, there you go. I haven't seen there any Super Bowl champions, you know, spend a whole lot of time on TikTok, though, yet. I haven't seen a bunch of – I haven't seen a team you with a bunch of – You cannot convince me that if TikTok had existed in the 70s, that all those old dudes who were all like, they shouldn't be on that TikTok. Well, you got – you. there's no way. If that had existed back then, you'd have been all over it. So, yeah. Oh, I'm Terry Bradshaw sure. would have been a social media star. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you guys have all forgotten the attitude that you had when you were playing. Like, right. and that was usually my point whenever we were talking about uh, Juju being on TikTok and shooting his mouth off. That's this era's version of shooting your mouth off in on a in an interview or a post game or whatever else. And the opportunities that they had, you have to have that mentality that I'm I'm here to get inside the head of the defenders that I'm going to play against. And yeah, it, sometimes it turns around on you and it becomes you know bulletin board fodder or whatever. But it just happens on TikTok now instead of some other medium. So I, I just feel like there's. If you're going to be a, 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 a wide receiver, one you got to have that kind of mentality. So, you know, it happens on TikTok, and that's annoying. But that's kind of <laughs> what you have to be to do this in this league. Andrew, you've been kind with your time. Before we um, let, let you <laughs> let an old man rant at you about TikTok. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got to pass on some wisdom. We're all in our forties, and you know. I was twenty something once, and you know, as we get older, get out of town. You talk, you hear about <laughs> midlife crises, and we all do our own thing of midlife crises. Paul reads lots of books. I, I still play Madden, and I podcast, 
and, and Joe's a regular on TikTok. I mean, Joe's trying to recap. I am not on TikTok at all. <laughs> yes. What? I, I think Joe got a promotional deal from TikTok. They're like, hey, talk TikTok up on your podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. we'll, we'll throw you some money. It's the very only strange, TikTok so. in my house is from the grandfather clock. All right. <laughs> Andrew, we appreciate your time. And I wish, you, I wish I thought to ask you more about some of the players, but thank you for your insight on fantasy football. And look, on BehindTheSillCurtain.com, so you cover some college football and you're covering fantasy football. How can we find you on fans on behind curtain.com? Yeah. So the, during the regular season, uh, Jeremy Betts, who hosts a fantasy football mm-hmm. podcast for behind the steel curtain, he and I are going to be co-authoring a weekly start and sit article. We'll go out sometime and nice. in the middle of the week, more than likely. Um, but uh, we have that as I'm also going to be doing my NFL draft stock reports after each week of college football going to be given, you know, players that, you know, maybe help boosted their stock with a good performance against a tough opponent or, you know, players that are starting to struggle that are, you know, their stock's going to be starting to fall. Uh, but also it's going to have a Steelers twist to it. You know, we're looking at oh. Steelers potential needs next year. Okay. Quarterback could be a potential need. Okay. Well, Malik Willis quarterback Liberty, he throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns in their bowl game against North Carolina, let's say, yeah, you know, in that instance, okay, this guy's stock is going up maybe too high for the Steelers to get him anymore. Now we need to look and see, okay, who's the next best quarterback that we can look at. Or, you know, the same thing can be said about the cornerback position. Of course, Joe Hayden came out today and said that apparently uh, he wants to test free agency. So, you know, that's going to be a major need for the Steelers next year. So, uh, you know, just follow behind the steel curtain.com. I'll have one coming out every week during the uh, college football season. Um, as well as the fantasy football start and set article. And I heard on the Slack chat, we, we also need to promo. They have a big contest. There's like a survivor pool on behindthesillcurtain.com. Check it out. You can win a Joe Hayden signed football. And he had a tweet out today saying last dance. So uh, Joe Hayden must think he's with the Chicago Bulls. But, hey, if it <laughs> results in championship, hey, Joe could tweet whatever he wants. We're, we're all excited about that. <laughs> yeah, so check him out because, obviously, Andrew, you know, these players change through the year on who we want to promote or who we don't. So definitely check out those articles so we get a weekly feel for who we should promote or to go after fantasy football and who we should. Andrew, it was fun. Thanks, man, for being a good sport and dealing with our nonsense. But it, it was fun to have you on, man. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. God bless. Fantastic. Thanks, have a great night, Andrew. All right, the great Andrew Wilbar uh, behind the snow curtain uh, covering college football and covering uh, fantasy football, too. You can read his articles on there. And, boy, Andrew got his first experience with us. And, obviously, thank you for – I appreciate him being a good sport. Um, You know, I like fantasy football, but we got to talk about a little bit of the silliness that goes on with fantasy football. I'm – lots of great information from him. I, I zone out a little bit where we get too much in the nuance. I, I got to tell you, my fantasy football draft I was in this year, I kind of went in blind. I, I didn't know. And yeah, I, I thought I had a decent draft, but who knows? It's, I mean, I, I told you before, most of the time, whenever I would play, or just the league of people that I were I was in, uh, we'd, we'd just auto-draft, which is its own kind of chaos. You just never know what you're going to get. You just sort of open up the open up the inbox and go, "Oh, that's my team! Yikes!" Okay, we're going to have to trade like this a guy. Box of get... Chocolates. <laughs> well, sometimes they got rat parts in them. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I don't like to auto draft. I had um... oh no, it's horrible, but that's the way we would do it. <laughs> well, I was in the second league. It was a uh, someone I went to high school with, and. It was a favor. I'm sure if I didn't be in it, he could find somebody else. But I had a hard time saying, no, I like the guy. But, you know, they have their, like, online draft at 1230 Sunday. And my wife and I are going to the late church service. Yeah, I'm walking out at 1230. I missed the email saying the draft was going on. So we're herding our kids into the car. We're ready to go. And he's like, are you ready to draft? I'm like, dude. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm like, it's just auto draft. It's fine. And, uh 
I think that becomes that was always kind of the fun part is getting an absolute random collection of things and it would just auto draft and you'd get people who are like, This guy's terrible. Why would you draft me this <laughs> kind of auto system is this? But then it becomes watching the waiver wires and just seeing what's available and tracking from week to week. We also messed with the scoring and so there was a lot of points we could get for defensive players. So that was the fun part for me. I didn't really enjoy digging through running backs and wide receivers. I love finding good linebackers. That was fun for me. Um, I asked the question about the the team names. I've never been one for the the pun names, which seem to be so popular in all of the, the fantasy leagues. But my one team, the main team, was the Fighting Quakers. Oh, yeah. From <laughs> which, uh, who were pacifists. So that was always my uh, my favorite idea. <laughs> I think Salem High School is the Quakers, and I just like that's just the worst like banner <laughs> to try to go and crush them in good Christian love. Like this just doesn't work. You can't <laughs> you can't root for that. The other team I had was uh, so most of us were in the Jackson area, and one of Jackson, Mississippi's nicknames because of. Uh, uh, having the the Union soldiers go through twice on their way, you know, on their way to Vicksburg and then on their way back, they burned the city twice. So they called it uh, Chimneyville because you burned oh. down all of the wood houses and the only thing that was left was the chimneys. So I called my team the Chimneyville Fire. Oh, okay. Wow. Is it <laughs> too soon? It's a, it's a, that's a, is it too soon? Is it too soon? It's like a couple hundred years, but yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought it was fun. <laughs> That's why I call myself the Chris Pews. But when I first did that, people thought it was like the most arrogant thing ever in history. Well, I just like I don't know what else to call myself. I nah, mean, man, that's. I think that's, the problem was it was a very Cleveland Browns move. Yeah, I guess. I think it would have been I mean, worse if if you'd have chosen the name of one of your competitors. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just like if you choose just your team name, the Fred Thomases, <laughs> that would be that well, would be rough, man. Like, well, you're I just tried taking to make, the wind out of somebody else's sails. So I turned my camera on, and like I, somehow I got the first pick in the draft. I'm not sure how I did that, but you, you know how they say, you know, they have the calls. Like where you're in the college draft, and the team calls the player and the player gets weepy and emotional. Mm-hmm. So I, I had my Nobody phone Nobody got weepy and emotional at all? Well, I had my phone out. And I, I was <laughs> like this, and I'm typing in because no one has their mics on so they can't hear me. So I'm like, hey, Christian McCaffrey's going to be really happy now. You know, like I'm calling him and say, hey, Christian, you're joining the Chris Pews. Crickets. I mean, dead set <laughs> freaking crickets. Yikes. Come on. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Help me out a little bit. I mean, I need a little bit. <laughs> the whole point of this is for it to be fun. Like if everyone, yeah. if everybody wants to be all like serious poker with it, then that's just not a good time. So yeah. I, that's why I enjoyed playing with the group of people who barely knew anything about the sport. <laughs> you know, it, well, it, it was just fun because we were all doing just randomness, and and you definitely reach a point in the season where the only thing you're doing is trying to trying to cover bye weeks and that kind of stuff. Well, I, I put thought into my picks. I take it a little bit seriously, but I can't – I don't know. I mean, and they always talk about don't talk about your fantasy football league team. and It's just – it's a tough time. But I, I like talking fantasy football. It's great having Andrew on. Probably an unconventional fantasy football interview. He's probably like, whoa, what was that? But, hey, that's us. We're <laughs> that's the extended show. We're unconventional. We weren't, we weren't here to get as uh, as technical as he was prepared to be. Yes, Joe. Do you always okay. have a cane on hand to scratch your back? Or? Yeah, Man, yeah brother, I'm gonna tell. I just had to scratch my back. We're not on. We're not on camera. <laughs> well, we just. I have. Here, I have multiple canes here. Oh my goodness! And Are you a, okay? And a, another staff. This is just like a walking <laughs> stick. It's not really a cane. But uh, how old are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm one thousand <laughs> years old. I. I mean, just. After this podcast is over, I have to visit my my Hobbit friends. Okay, so I have to carry my staff. Well, it, it, is your just, walker just, just out of reach? Or? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I have an itch on my back, man. Why I can't? Well, what and like I said, just, wasn't expecting to whip out a cane. It's <laughs> yeah. And, I don't uh, want to know all of the junk that you have in your basement. Listen. <laughs> 
Well, we've we've all got things. I mean, again, like I mean this. I'm not trying to be mean to any of you guys. I mean, we all we all have midlife crisis that we're trying to do, and I think we found Joe's. What he's getting Things? old. He's walking around with a walking I'm stick. Scary. I'm holding my terrible towel upside down. Like he, just everything's he, a disaster. He's got he's got a lot of pain right now in his body. So how how do you make my up for back it? itched? What do oh. you want from me? <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> you, you, you fill you a hole with the TikTok stuff, which is fine. I mean, I'm playing Madden. I'm embarrassed saying that. <laughs> After I get done, I've got. I, I forgot to listen to a. Um, seminar at work that it's due in like 51 minutes. I uh, we gotta, I gotta crank out this before midnight. Well, I'm gonna be checking out Big Brother. You gotta, you gotta watch that thing on like two or three times speed. Well, there's no, there's no reason to watch it at regular time. There's well, no I'm way. going through that. I'm watching Big Brother tonight. I'm 46. I'm probably the oldest person ever to watch Big Brother in the history of the world. So I've got issues too. I mean, you know, we all have midlife crises. I mean, you know, Paul's podcasting, Paul's reading a lot of books. I mean, you know, we all we're all going through it. That's just a normal thing to do. Reading books. That's not <laughs> well, well. Paul's that's not a, a midlife of- crisis yeah. thing to do. Just because you're watching trash TV doesn't mean that Paul reading books is a no, bad I, thing. We, we got to make fun of Paul for something. I don't know what else we can make fun of Paul about. You know? Oh, there's <laughs> plenty of fodder there. Okay. All right. All right. Well, what I'm saying is, okay, so I'm not, you know, ripping you to shreds about TikTok. Hey, that's your big brother. It's I, fine. I don't <laughs> yeah. watch anything on TikTok. I don't have an account. I, I, the guy's I, got five canes at the ready. He is not on I TikTok. I have five canes. I'm not on TikTok. I'm going to juggle canes on TikTok. That's can, you imagine, my can you imagine dude with canes? Oh, that'd be an incredible TikTok channel. I actually have a couple more. They're just not here. I'm a theater person, man. I keep, I hang okay. on to props. That's all there is to that. I have Start. props. I have masks all over the place. I got a whole box of masks over here. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, I got I got these masks. I got these ones, right? These little terracotta okay. Roman ones. Oh I went to a Roman theater when I was visiting Spain. Like, yeah, there's just I got weird crap all over the place. My office was like <laughs> My my old office was just like an ADD paradise. It was madness. People would walk into my office and they would forget what it was they wanted to ask me because there's just too much stimulation. Seriously. Which is totally opposite right now because my new office has nothing in it. Bare walls. <laughs> I have an empty filing cabinet. That's me and a phone on the floor. That's what I have in my office right now. Start your old guy with Kane's TikTok channel. You're gonna have I'm going like to take two. all my canes to my office and it's going to be nothing but canes. Yeah, you're going to have 50 million <laughs> TikTok followers in like two days. I mean, it's going to be crazy. And just do some dances with the canes uh, and walking sticks. Have mm-hmm. your wife do some dances. Just a little in the back. Charlie oh. Chaplin routine. Oh, my you know. gosh. <laughs> yeah. TikTok would melt. No. I mean, TikTok would be like, we're all mm-hmm. in. So, again, you might think it's criticism. I, I look at it as a marketing opportunity. How about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sure should, you do. Should be fantastic. <laughs> well, let's um, try and make this entertaining, Joe. I'm not sure how you can, but um, <laughs> we gotta get a little newsy here. Well, I mean, you a know, newsy Hurricane Ida, which isn't an exciting name for hurricane. We got uh, Hurricane Minka or Hurricane TJ. I and mean, let's get some power hurricane behind our name. Minka. Yeah, I mean oh, Minka wow. Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I mean, I, yeah. I get the reference. I right. just don't know where that is on the <laughs> well on the list. Do you know that when they first started naming hurricanes, they only gave them female names? Ooh. Well, yeah, and then not- there was a particular point in the seventies where they were like, "That's sexist. You got to stop that off." And uh, then they started uh, trading them on and off. Well, men and women. Yeah, but Ida is like. I don't have. Any, I don't know any Ida's, but I imagine Ida's like my seven-year-old well, there, aunt. Or there's something, really not know? that many names that start with I. Okay. Ingrid. Well, Ingrid. Isaac. Yeah. Ivan. But those have all been used in recent years, so uh, you, you know, Fair. it's difficult. The the method that they use, because you know, most of the names there's a lot of J's, there's a lot of M's. Okay. Uh, and so there's a lot to go through there, but then there's those those letters. What do you do with X? What are you well, supposed to do? What do you with do X? with X? What do you do? Well, I, I don't do anything with it, but 
<laughs> what, what's a powerful woman's name? Like powerful woman's name? Bertha. I don't know. Or, or like Bertha. Or like Ronda. You know, Ronda Rousey. I mean, you're you're there. You, know, maybe, you go. You know, there yeah, you Bertha go. would be Helga. Was Hurricane Ronda. Yes. Okay, right. Helga. Because if they big call strong Helga. German lady. Helga. If it's Love Hurricane it. Helga, Ronda, Bertha, I'm freaked out. I'm taking precautions. <laughs> now we're saying, and I know Hurricane Ida was serious. I've seen some what? scary videos, but yeah, Hurricane when it, Ida, when it I'm hit like, the uh... coast, like the 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 Gulf Coast is pretty rough. Um, okay. So there was a there was a lot of uh, a, a lot of rising water, the, just a, a pretty far in reaching. I think it was ten feet or more uh, uh, height of height of the water coming in, the tide rising up. Uh, a lot of power out. A lot of people, you know, displaced. They did not do a mandatory evacuation of New Orleans, um, okay. which was a little bit strange. They've, a lot of people felt like that probably should have happened, but they didn't do it. Um, and really, I don't know how much different it would have been. These are people from New Orleans. You're going to say, you got to leave, and they're going to be like, nah. About uh, the only real difference would have been the people who were trying to get out. They would make the highway both going north, you know, both sides. That would have been about the only difference. So that traffic jam might not have been quite so bad as it was. But otherwise, nah, the people who stayed were going to stay. And it really doesn't make that much of a difference. Well, I hate to make laughs and, and you know, comedy over hurricanes. But that's what you guys get. You call it Hurricane Ida. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm skeptical, I'm sitting here like uh, Hurricane Ida. Yeah, I can whatever the hell. But Hurricane Bertha or Helga, oh, I'm running for the hills. I'm like, I'm out so, of here. So you imagine that it got mad because of the name we picked? <laughs> no, not it as in the storm. I'm talking right. more of that. If it had been like Hurricane Kelsey, like well, then it well, really wouldn't have been that bad. Yeah, well, no, I'm not talking about how bad the storm was going to be. I'm talking about as residents how we react to the oh, storm. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, uh, like, I don't know, maybe. So you're imagining I mean, I, that because it was called Ida, they're yeah. all picturing the hurricane walking around with one of these canes. Right. Right. Okay. And we're like, we're gonna we're gonna ride this out, but you know, Bertha, you know, oh yeah, you're running, you're running, you're driving. You know, I'm wondering if there will be a point at which. Uh, well, I guess I, as a marketer, you probably wouldn't want to associate your product with a with a hurricane, but like oh. people could sponsor them. Okay, you know, so it's like, you know, uh, Hurricane Oscar Mayer Wiener. <laughs> but, but that uh, would be too scary. Hur- hurricane FedEx, uh, you know, the Hurricane McDonald's. <clears throat> Because on, on one hand, obviously, there's massive destruction and whatever else. But it's also the name of your product getting used over and over and over and over and over and over and over again for several weeks. So, And after you have McDonald's, there's massive destruction, too. <laughs> so. <been> hurricane. <laughs> the yeah. hurricane quarter pounder oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> definitely has uh, attacked this region. <laughs> For some reason, Hurricane McDonald's has only destroyed the bathrooms of these houses. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> the, the only thing spotless. that's really... Yeah. But it has totally destroyed the bathrooms. There's oh, my gosh. Yeah. Destruction everywhere. Well, after my experiences that we talked about, about getting a late package, let's see, Hurricane FedEx, it would just come late. I mean, the hurricane would come, you know... You never know when it's going to show Ten days up. past like, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and hurricane, call, hurricane Cable Company. It's supposed to yes. arrive sometime between <laughs> 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., but you just don't know. Well, my experience with FedEx was said, where's my package? And they're like, it'll come when it comes. So, you know. What do you mean it'll come when it comes? Yeah. What is that? It's like the what rapture. Is, that? is this 1900? We got to wait for the stagecoach yeah. to come in? You got to be kidding me. I mean, that, you know exactly that almost, where that thing is. That's almost mafia-like. It comes when it comes. Uh, you know? it comes yeah. Your your package sleeps with the fishes. Like what? Yes, that doesn't make any sense. It's not breathing. What do you? I, I don't know what to say about uh, like. So you said Hurricane Oscar Mayer Wiener. Uh, what's the know. attributes of that? Um, I don't know. It's just it tastes. It's bad. just product. It's just product placement. That's just it. I, speaking of hot dogs, I, I should mention to you there was a story this week. Um, there was a study, and again, these are studies. You know, they're discussed on podcasts. They don't really mean much in real life, but 
Um, they said if you eat a hot dog, it could take 36 minutes off your life. And it was hysterical because who did they talk to? The great Joey Chestnut, the big hot dog record holder. Because, you know, Joey Chestnut's going to die tomorrow if, if that slave was true. Yeah, but, if that was true, he died no. three weeks ago. Yeah. He eats like Nathan's. What? Those are actually real food. That's Nathan's oh, are good. Okay. If you're uh, eating, I, I could see Oscar Mayer taking 36 minutes off your life. Well, there's okay. worse than Oscar Mayer. Let's be honest. Unless they sponsor, then. Well, then, then uh, <laughs> Oscar Mayer, they're the greatest. Well, the same study talked about the power of nuts. I guess like nuts is a healthy food, and like so, Joey was um, joking, saying, "Hey, I, I've eaten a lot of." Nuts over my life, so it should even each other out. So, I guess. What, what are we advocating <laughs> putting nuts in hot dogs, and then they just balance out? Or I, I think you eat some hot I dogs. Definitely don't want that to happen. You eat nuts on the side. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That's gross. Yeah. Maybe I mean, it might would help. You, would peanut butter work if you put peanut butter on a hot dog? It well, would have to help. What is what? Are, what do you normally put on hot dogs? I don't like. I'm just a ketchup guy. Dogs. You're a ketchup guy? Just ketchup. Nothing else. Just ketchup. Wow. I, I'm Best not... one I ever had is I did a I did a, a, a bacon dog. Okay. Bacon dog with cheese. That was actually quite good. Just slide a couple slices of bacon up in there. Hmm. I, I just don't like the taste of hot dogs. I mean, I... Have you had Nathan's? I'm not a huge fan of the texture. Yeah, oh, uh, it's just yeah. yeah, it's all a little squishy. So if you get like an all beef <laughs> or or a Nathan's, if you like pony up the dough for the for the Nathan's hot dog, they they're definitely the 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 consistency of them is a little better. The taste of them is a little bit better. It's when you eat the like garbage kind, the uh, the no name brand, where it's like hot dog and the O has an umlaut. Hmm. <laughs> Well, or or it has quotation marks around it. Hot dog. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh no, don't. Like well, any me... product that it calls cheese, C-H-E-E-Z. Oh, like, yeah. mm. Or <laughs> fruit, F-R-O-O-T. Just walk away. Oh, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's awful. Hey, well, before I forget, you're obviously you're okay. You're sitting there breathing. It looks like you yeah. have a house up around you. Yeah, from the so hurricane. Far. So far, yeah, it was a weird thing. Uh, I think the the hurricane picked up so much energy from the warm water of the Gulf, which happens quite frequently. You know, it's it's out in the further out, and it's like, oh, it's a tropical depression, but it's going to become a, a category four. And you're like, what? And then it hits the the Gulf, and the warm water there just feeds this thing. So it hits gr- hits land. And almost instantly, as soon as the eye wall gets on land, it immediately starts to dissipate. The strength Mm. is all coming from that warm Gulf water. And so it it was the weirdest thing. And and definitely we're very blessed. I know that the people who are on the coast have gotten rocked really, really hard. And I have a lot of friends who are dealing with a lot of stuff. But as we where we are, we're, you know, three hours, three and a half hours from New Orleans. So as it moves up, all of the energy is on the east side of hurricanes because that's the part that's coming immediately on. And so if it's as it goes further around, it goes across 12 o'clock, you know, north, it loses a lot of energy on the west side. So it just as we're watching it, it's coming and it's losing its energy all the way around Jackson. And by the time the eyeball goes past us, we had some rain. We had some gusty wind. There were pockets in our city that would lose power because a tree went down or something, but it was not widespread. We were pretty well fine at our house. I never lost power. And my neighborhood loses power pretty easily relative to other places in town. So we were very, very blessed and very thankful that we didn't have to deal with very much. Um, but everything was shut down on Monday and... Um, yeah. Well, the storm just had respect for those Jackson raves. Yeah. yeah. Once the club music hit, there that storm, Ida was just like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the other thing, Paul, and I, I hate complaining about this. She after. broke open that uh, glow stick and just went to town. 
Well, after Joe's talk about the hurricane, he complained about our lives, but you know what happens? Usually on the weekend after a hurricane, we get hit with a lot of rain. Yeah. Uh, well, we've the uh, past past thirty six hours, we've just been dumped on, and it, Pittsburgh. That's that's a bad thing because there's so many hills that you're gonna inevitably just have swimming pools at the bottom of roads and yeah. road slides, mud slides are very very common. So that's it's always concerning when you're driving down the road and like a quarter of the road's just gone. You see that a lot. Well, maybe that was the hurricane effect. Maybe I don't know. We've got more rain here in Ohio. Probably not as much in PA, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. Huh, okay. Well, I'm glad you're okay, Joe. I mean, this is good. I was a little worried. You told me earlier, you said, hey, I might not have power. I'm like, you well, better have power. We were really worried about it. And like I said, uh, my neighborhood, we just, I, I think it was the week before, sometime in the middle of last week, power just went out in the middle of the morning. Just went boom. My house was without for a number of hours with wow. no provocation. There was no storm whatsoever. Hmm. So we were prepared as we have to be when these storms roll through. You go and you get your water, you get your batteries, you get some canned food. I've got a gas stove so we can still cook if we need to. So we were prepped. I got stacks of cases of water and whatever, and we didn't even crack it open until the next morning. <laughs> very good. So yeah, we're very very lucky. And we had weather. We had gone through uh, Hurricane Katrina way back when, and that was widespread power outages. We had we were without power for more than a week. Uh, we found pockets where there were power, and a bunch of like families would move into the same house together, and just so that we had power. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we were ready for it to be bad, but we were so blessed. Very very grateful. Very, very good. Um, all right. Well, let, let's do this. Let's start to wrap up. Um, uh, we've got to briefly talk after the show. Um, uh, but let me do some promos beforehand. Um, uh, behind the Steel Curtain, uh, we are still doing that, and we're having fun. Uh, what did we talk about tonight? It's It's been the night as I'm distracted by Joe I'm still itching. <laughs> My back is still itchy. Oh, well, tonight on our what we recorded, which will be up on Saturday, was the uh, Steelers Power Half Hour, where we ranked the uh, top five surprises, positive surprises from the Steelers preseason. Okay. Uh, the roster is up, uh, and so there were some people that made the roster that we did not expect, and there was a lot of good news out of uh, the play of some players that were getting sort of dogged by the national media. So I think there was a lot of really cool, positive things that happened in our preseason. We talk about it, and you can hear it on Saturday. Yeah, I, I thought we passed on some great advice to Andrew Wilbar. I, I think Andrew looked at us as dads. I mean, we, we, we're probably like the age of his dad. And he's like, oh, my gosh, what, who am I talking to? He did message and say he had fun tonight. So, and Good. Andrew, Andrew doesn't That's the like only a, thing we care about. We don't care about right. the information or anything else. <laughs> well, did Andrew we have seemed, fun? That's it. Andrew seems like a guy who wouldn't lie. So I don't think Andrew was just pulling her leg. I think he actually had fun. Uh, but – um. I was going to say that. Um, oh, why was I bringing that up? I'm I losing know. my train of thought right now. <laughs> I'm on five and five podcast, and we have one that went two hours tonight. It was kind of a wild night, uh, but yeah, check out our podcast. Yeah, behind the silk curtain comes out on Saturdays. We are experimenting with idea. This is what we're going to talk about afterwards. Uh, the sooner season starts the following week, and we're going to try an episode where we. Uh, make fun of Buffalo and things Bills related. So, and you're like, what can we talk about Buffalo about? Oh, there's a million Everything things. in Buffalo is great, right? There's <laughs> well, nothing wrong with Buffalo, the Bills, their fans, or their terrible smelling city. Well, that's what we need to meet after the <laughs> podcast because my number one thing I dislike is I, you know, the Bills are talking about moving their team to Austin if they don't get a new stadium. I'm going to say move the whole city, move all the public because Boom. that area should be in Take in, the fan base. Everybody move to Austin. Right. That would be dope. Right? <laughs> no, I'm talking. Yes. The, 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 well, the, the western part of New York and just yes. leave. The, the windows are horrible. Niagara Falls is overrated. I hear the comments not doing that great up there. Just take the whole city, 
move them all to Austin. Move the team, everybody. And just go. make it a big wasteland up there. There you, know? you go. That's great. Maybe some farming. So that's the kind of stuff we're gonna we need to talk about, and we, we gotta make sure our our bosses are happy with us um, saying that we should abandon all Buffalo. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for it. But we gotta make sure it's okay to them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, everyone's gonna live. We don't want something bad to happen to yeah. Buffalo, like the its people or whatever. But everyone should move. That's just Buffalo <laughs> is the Afghanistan of America. That's kind of that's, harsh. That's probably not something that <laughs> oh, oh, oh I don't uh, even know if we can say that on our network. Yes. What are we talking about? <laughs> I just I'm gonna get a letter from me all about right, that. Right. <laughs> well so we gotta evacuate all the people out of Buffalo, save them. From... Yeah, don't don't keep treading water on that one. Oh, okay. You're not gonna dig your way out of that one. <laughs> I'm in a hole. Well, I know. We'll dig our way out. I, I, I don't like Buffalo. It's fine. I don't like Buffalo. It's okay. I, I probably should run that line past our behind the silk curtain friends to see if that's okay. Uh, I, think we can, I think we can self-edit uh, oh, on okay. that one and be like, yeah, right, yeah, that's no good. That's no good. Well, that's a good thing about Center. We're trying out crazy comments. It's good. Um, yeah, so some of the other stuff we did tonight. Um, hour and 45 minute podcast um, with Ed Belent. Uh, he's the entertainment reporter from the Canton repository. This is the third repository person we've had. We had Chris Bevan on here talking about the hall of fame and uh, Sharita Gauthier, who was talking about religion. Um, Ed was, <laughs> Ed had a great line. You guys will appreciate this. He has a foreign exchange student, a teenage girl from France. I said, what do you think about being a foreign exchange dad? He said, well, as long as she doesn't burn down the house. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's such a low bar, <laughs> yes, really. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ed's great. So, yeah, wow. we, talk, we talked to Ed, and we also talked to little Bishop Sycamore. Oh, check it out. A little breaking news on, on the podcast over there. Uh, country music can't, concert got canceled in Canton. And we also talked, um, we talked about this here a little bit. Uh, Tim and Alyssa, this couple that um, Tim broke up with Alyssa on a video screen, a Aqua Rubber Ducks game. I think we briefly mentioned this here on the podcast. They announced plans tonight, a Tim and Alyssa night. They're trying to reunite Tim and Alyssa. They're giving away Tim and Alyssa t-shirts. And my editor was literally shaking his head as he uh, emailed that story out. So we're going to see what we're going to do. Oh, tonight. man. That's <laughs> Hopefully fantastic. not touch it. It's oh uh, well. It's I think I think there's you know I think even if they can't get the two of them back together, as long as they get at least ten couples of Tim and Alyssa's together that weren't together before, I think it's all been worth it. Yeah, uh, I'll remind you guys after the podcast. There's a inside story that we haven't confirmed yet. That's why we haven't reported. But if the story is true, we are going to turn away and run from the story. It is very. Sad and bizarre, and if it's the case, uh, you know, doing a Tim Melissa night is very weird. And I'll talk to you guys about it after the podcast, but yeah, very strange. But uh, yeah, so we also talked about that. Uh, we also talked earlier uh, today on a podcast with Christina Smith. She is the um, communications marketing person for the Rutherford B. Hayes um, Presidential Library and Museum. I think I mentioned her to you guys before. Uh, she mentioned Rutherford B. Hayes, a young Hayes, looked a lot like Drew Brees. So she was talking I've about seen that before. Yeah, she's trying. That's to, great. She talked a little bit more about trying to get uh, Brees to answer back to do some promotion. Brees hasn't answered, and so we pretty much called him a wimp. And uh, uh, what's up, Drew? Come <laughs> yeah, on, come man. on, Drew. Yeah. And then we, we don't have to... anything else to do anymore. Don't give us none of that NFL excuse. She shared stories about Lucy Hayes, um, Hayes' wife. Um, I, I guess the Hayes family did not like alcohol at all, but they're doing a cocktails and beer weekend at wow. the Hayes Center. And wow. so she explained it. That's you know, rough. Tune yourself, uh, let's know what you think. And then <laughs> what? Oh, um, uh, the Fraser podcast with Laura Kessel. Uh, we ended up talking about the episode where Gossip in the Office gets a Bulldog almost fired. And Frazier has to talk to the boss guy and try to say Bulldog. Man. Oh, Bulldog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> TV was different back in the Frazier day. They had a couple weird references on there. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Great show. I love Frasier, but probably an episode that wouldn't go over too well in 2021. But, hey, yeah, that's, that's almost everything from the 90s. Yeah, yeah kind, of a, kind of a weird joke. Um, you know, the sports guy bulldog quits, and the uh, Catholic priest comes in to do the show, and he talks about nothing but Notre Dame. I'm like, come on. That's a weak joke. You can do better than that. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, um, one other thing before we close. Uh, check out our sponsors, Chase Bank. Hey, you know, uh, COVID. Paul, I don't know what it's like in Pennsylvania. 7,000 new cases in Ohio. Biggest number since at least January. We're not going in a good direction. Do more stuff at home. Do your banking at home. Chase Bank makes it very easy. Uh, so however you look at this podcast, if online or on one of our podcast providers, or if somebody's holding you down saying, listen to this, and you're like, no, no, <laughs> click the link, sign for account, attach your direct deposit, and you'll get paid. Uh, 225 bucks. Great deal of Chase. And Ashley Home Store. Uh, I don't want to make that furniture joke about my wife. Um, she's not here, but I, I don't want to get in but trouble. You're going to make it anyway. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> look, save yourself some time. Why waste it in a furniture store? And you might be like, wait a minute. Ashley Home Store is an affiliate marketer of yours. Why are you doing this? I'm doing this because Ashley Home Store offers you a coupon. You download it by clicking the link on our website or podcast provider. You could shop at home. They'll deliver it to your home. They're cutting out the mill, man. Uh, you don't have to spend hours on a Saturday or Sunday, um, you know, this fall in a, a furniture store. Do your shopping online. Make it a lot easier on you. So, Paul, Joe, do you have anything upcoming that we need to hear about this week? Hopefully getting back into some other uh videos and podcast uh i was yeah. going to do some today but i spent most of the day sleeping because i was sick so yeah we'll see what tomorrow has in store <laughs> are you okay all, you're, all day today you're not going to be one of those covid cases that we hear about. Are you, i think it's COVID? just a cold okay i think it's a cold uh, i'm afraid um i think it was what a week and a half ago i had that experience at a concert in columbus and very crowded there. Hopefully, I didn't get COVID. I think I'm all right, but I think know. You'd, you'd know by now if you did. Well, it's still a week and a half. <laughs> well, I guess what's it? Ten days that you get symptoms. I mean, I guess, right. but but the, before the most part, it, it wouldn't take good. it wouldn't take that long. Joe, what you got coming up that we could say online? Oh, nothing. I, I, I just be... started my. I just started a new job, so uh, yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't really organize my life well enough to the, to uh, record any extra podcast type stuff or or do anything like that. I have other right. projects going on, but yeah, what? for the most part, I'm just trying to get up to speed with a new job. Yeah, yeah. Congrats on the new job. Thank you. There's a bunch going on, and you know we share offline, but I can't really share online. So keep me your thoughts. It's been a busy time. A good time. Nothing bad, but just real busy time right now. So, all right. Well, so for Paul and Joe, this is Chris. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.